This is Brooke Wright, author of The Root, How to Heal the Hurt and Grow Through the Dirt. And if you want to learn how to define your life and find your roadmap to internal success, then you should be listening to the More Than Corporate podcast with my friend, Amber Foreman. Welcome to the More Than Corporate podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, I have an interview with Brooke Wright. Brooke Wright is passionate about entrepreneurship, wellness, spirituality, and coaching entrepreneurs on how to achieve their goals by shifting into a state of internal success. She focuses on guiding millennials on the topics of mindset reprogramming, emotional strength, spiritual alignment, and wellness planning through workshops, online classes, public speaking, and monthly themed subscriptions. Through her services, she works with entrepreneurs by teaching them how to manifest success through the alignment and power of their mind, body, and spirit. Because not only are you creating success on your terms, but you are ensuring that you achieve that success by tapping into all three sources of the human energy. She's certified as an entrepreneur, wellness planner, and mentor. Brooke is dedicated to encouraging millennial entrepreneurs to improve their personal and professional well-being by creating healthy thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and habits that increase their positive outcomes and achievements. Brooke's mission is to work with entrepreneurs beyond the basic elements of entrepreneurship and to guide them on living successfully both personally and professionally from the inside out. I had such a great conversation with Brooke and We really got into the idea of what success means and she was one of the first people that I had ever really heard define success as internal and external. And that was really interesting to me to have the difference between the external success that everybody sees that you have like the money and the cars and the house and and whatever possessions you might have or job you might have. And then that internal success of achieving the purpose that you want to achieve and moving towards your goals and things to that effect. So Brooke and I really dig into that concept in this episode, and I am so excited for you to hear from her. Before we jump into Brooke's interview, I wanted to take just a minute to ask you to take a few seconds of your time and head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the show. I would love to hear your feedback on what you're connecting with with the show and what you'd like to hear more of. Also, the ratings and reviews help with my Apple algorithm so that I can help to get my message out to more people who may need to hear it and impact more lives. I really thank you in advance for taking the time to head over and do that and really appreciate you listening to the show and all of the feedback that you guys have already given me. With that being said, and without any further ado, let's jump into the interview with Brooke Wright. Brooke, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. I am super excited for this conversation. I know that you are going to have so much amazing stuff based upon your story that everybody that listens to this podcast is going to love. So why don't we start at like the semi beginning, what it was like for you growing up and what you thought your life was going to be at like high school age. 
Oh man. <laughs> okay, so that's a good start. Um, so my life growing up was was very um interesting because so I moved around a lot as a child. So we never really had like one steady home until maybe I was like grade six, uh grade five, six, yeah. And then so yeah, so we moved around a lot when I was a child and then we finally settled down in in Scarborough. This is a place in in Canada, Ontario. Uh, so we settled on a place named Scarborough. And then so that's where I officially grew up. And then in a way it was fortunate, but unfortunate because um, I ended up growing. So the place we lived in Scarborough was like a priority neighborhood. And so I ended up growing up there really. So like grade five, six, being raised in the priority neighborhood. And so um, around high school times, <laughs> uh, I didn't have really, like, I always knew deep down that, you know, I was always going to do something big. You know, I always had that feeling within me, but I was, of course, like, just distracted by everything that was going on around me, inside of me, at home, all these kind of different things. And so, you know, I was hanging out hanging out with the wrong people, I was in the wrong crowds, I was doing the wrong things. Like, I was really, like, your typical, you know, uh, teenager rebel story. <laughs> and so, you know, I was really just this young girl full of attitude full of anger um you know and just frustration and just getting myself into trouble so in high school like although I had that feeling like I always said to myself you know like I'm you know I'm going to do great things I know deep down I never really actually had a plan and so yeah that was that like I, I always had a love it's funny because I actually started in high school I had a love I always had a love for writing you know I have one of those typical stories where I started reading and writing when I was four years old and so I always had this love for writing no matter what kind of writing it was like music poetry stories whatever and so I knew that was that was my calling no matter what but I wasn't of course like again as a teenager teenager I wasn't focused on it at all you know and so um I actually did music in high school just more as, as like a therapeutic kind of thing because of all the things I was going through again at home at school you know, music was kind of just a, a thing me and my friends did to kind of like, you know, just kind of kill time, if you will, you know, and kind of just take our minds off of certain things. And so um, in a way, you know, you know how the universe works, one thing leads after another. And so after, so I didn't end up really, like, I still have that love for music. It's like one of my passions, but I know that my actual purpose is much greater than that. And so although it involves writing, and that's why, you know, I'm an author now, um, I just know it involves, you know, something more deeper. Instead of writing songs, I'm really writing things that are helping people let go, things that are helping people overcome, you know, things that are really like, to me, honestly, way more important to writing a song about love or something, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I can definitely relate to your story because I know that um, I've talked about this on my solo episodes before, but like, I never really knew what I was going to do when I went to school, but I always knew I was going to go to college. Like, not mm -hmm. being successful was never an option, but mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily have that picture of what it looked like for me. Right. And so mm -hmm. I can definitely relate to you saying that you always knew that you were going to do something big. You just couldn't mm -hmm. see what that looked like or put a picture around that or, or kind of feel exactly what that was going to be. Exactly. How, um, I know that with most people that I talk to that have a story that has some sort of trauma or hurt or mm -hmm. um, moving around a lot or pain that you've kind of alluded to here, that there's kind of something that pushes you out of that. Like, was mm -hmm. there something that happened um, or some event that caused you to say, okay, I need to get my life together and, and this is what I'm going to, these are the steps I'm going to take to get out of this? Or was it more of just a gradual thing for you? You know, um, it's funny because someone asked me this the other day and I, and I didn't, 
I didn't know at the time, you know, I'm like, I had to reflect on it. And so I, it, to answer your question, it's kind of a little bit of both. It was kind of a gradual thing, but it was also kind of, I guess, I guess a spur of an event, if, if you will, because I remember, so how it started really was my friend gave me a book to read. And this was like the first self-help book I've ever read. And it, what was it called? It's The Pursuit of Ooh, the pursuit to success, the keys to happiness, something like that. I always forget it. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> it's, it was a, one of the first self-help books I ever read. But it's funny because it, it, was on, it was only until maybe like two years after I read the book when I decided like, no, you know, I really wanted to heal from like the traumatic things I was going through because I just, I realized I was just so angry. You know, I was just like holding on to a lot. I was just not myself, you know, not my happy-go-lucky laughing self as I usually was, especially in high school. And so what I realized when I was like 20 years old, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I started to realize like it's really taking a toll on me. And I just knew like deep down, I didn't want to be that person. You know, I didn't want to be that person who was just so angry, so full of hurt, so full of hate and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I remember like, I just, that one night, I just remember, I just remember crying and like, it just all started like, coming out of me like a like a real flood it was so it was so weird but I just was like crying 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 and after that was the night I like I'm like yeah you know I'm, I'm changing I'm changing my life I'm changing who I am and then yeah ever since that when I was 20 I decided like I'm going full force and I did I love it. So for the person who may be out there listening, because we're going to get into all the amazing things that you've done since that point, and there's so many to talk about, but for the person that's kind of still in the beginning of that journey, that's trying to figure out how to get out of that um, spot of anger and hurt, what advice would you have for them on how to get started? This question is so... um it's so tricky just because I always feel like it's an individual kind of thing. You know, it's like a to each his own kind of thing. Because for me, how I started was I'm cause I'm a writer. So for me, like journaling it, writing out my problems, writing out the actual situations that happen like vividly, you know, um, work for me, but that may not work for everybody. And so my advice to everyone is like, I always tell them like, figure out who you are first, you know, what will work for you? What makes you feel comfortable kind of going into this process? And, you know, some people who, who love music, they'll like maybe write songs about it or you know some people who you know more so maybe want someone to talk to they'll go to therapy you know and so it's really just about finding what works for you what you most feel uh will help you especially to actually like launch or get ready or get started on this journey so yeah so again for me it was it was writing you know that's what really like spearheaded this whole thing and that's what really like got me to like actually heal from it so yeah it's really just about like finding who you are first and like finding what works for you yeah I definitely agree with that and I think the one underlying thing that's in common with all of those though is you've got to get those emotions out so no matter how you do it like Mm -hmm. whether you talk to somebody or you write it down or you write it in a song or whatever you do like you've got to Mm -hmm. figure out how you can release those in a way that's authentic to you and I love Mm -hmm. that you said Um, figure out who you are first and then Mm. figure out how to get those emotions out in a way that's congruent with who you are because that's so important yeah it's key I mean that's like that's literally like what I've been teaching even from my first book I mean from my second book um and to now and just why I teach my like coaching and everything is like the first pillar is acknowledge right because first and foremost it's like that it's like me it's like I had to acknowledge first and foremost you know all, everything that I've been through and how it affected me right and so acknowledgement is so key like you really can't take any other step before you acknowledge a problem acknowledge how it has really affected you you know so yeah for sure 
Yeah, absolutely. And I know when people visit your website, which I'll put in the show notes, but it's fly with me and, and fly is spelled H I H I G H mm-hmm. with me. Yes. Um, you have on your website, acknowledge, accept and achieve. And I know mm-hmm. that based upon what you just said, I can kind of figure out what those are for, but do you want to tell everybody a little bit about where that sequence comes from and how it shows up in your coaching? Yeah. So, so I got it honestly from my own healing journey. So I, what happened was like, I just went back. So I'm like, okay, what, what actual steps did I take? Um, you know, that helped me actually get through this healing journey will help me actually let go of certain situations and whatnot, because I mean, it came to the point where I've let go of the traumatic situations so much to the point where I can, I sometimes actually forget about it. I forget that it even happened. That's number one. Or I, I talk about it so comfortably, like it's like nothing where it like freaks people out. And I'm like, you know, so when I wrote my second book, I, I took the time to like reflect like, okay, what were the steps that actually got me through this? You know, how did I actually heal from it? And then I realized it was acknowledgement, like we just discussed. And then acceptance, acceptance was probably like the most, the second most important that's why they go in order it's like once you do go through that phase of like acknowledging everything you know then you have to actually accept that it happened you know you have to accept the problems you have to accept the traumatic situation you have to accept how it affected you you have to accept you know the person that you became and all these all these different levels and layers right and then so that then you move on to, to the third pillar which in the book actually it was overcome so it was accept acknowledge i mean acknowledge accept and overcome but because i'm now talking to entrepreneurs i changed overcome to achieve um but it's pretty much the same thing so it's now like once you acknowledge once you accept you're going to go through the, the through the phase of like now you know you're overcoming things and now you're going to achieve things because now you've gone through those phases of acknowledging accepting now you're ready to move forward love it and the book that you keep referencing is mm-hmm. the root how to heal through the hurt and grow through the dirt is that right yes 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 mm-hmm. awesome and i know that there are a ton of aspiring authors that are either at the beginning of their journey or in the middle of it that are listening to this, do you have any advice for somebody who's out there trying to get their passion thoughts and words onto paper for somebody to consume? Well, if you are an inspiring like, and you never have written a book ever yet, I would say the first thing to do is you have to write the book. <laughs> you know, you have to complete the book. Um, I meet a lot of aspiring authors and they always, you know, I always want to write a book. And I'm like, that's the first step you have to do. You have to, you have to write the book, you know, um, it's, it's like anything else. You kind of just have to do it. You know, there's no real easy way to say um, when it comes to books. I think, I think the one thing too, when it comes to writing a book, people overthink books, you know, they overthink, you know, it has to be like this next bestseller. Or I have to write like this author or that author, but really you would just, you just have to write like yourself. And that's what makes people the bestsellers. You know, that's what makes them who they are. Um, it's because they're their own unique, you know, um, way they're, they're the only unique self and so when it comes to writing just be you just be unique you know be fearless say whatever you want to have to say share whatever you want to have to share and actually just finish writing the book and then once you finish writing the book then everything else will become like more uh easier if you will yeah absolutely and i think that that lesson right there that was intended for book writing is Mm -hmm. what life is all about, right? Like it's Mm. so simple, but it's not easy. And so we we know what we need to do and then we overthink it and we make it complicated for ourselves. And we spend all of this time trying to backtrack to make Mm -hmm. it back to that beginning point where we knew we needed to be in the first place. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So where did the fly high with me um, 
idea come from? Because I, I really, it's really cool. And I was wondering like <laughs> where that whole idea came from for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so it's funny because it's a mixture of things. It's like, I'm, I'm obsessed with the sky. I've always been like obsessed with the sky. I love, you know, just the sky, the sun, the moon, the galaxy. I've always been like that. I love the stars. So it's a mixture of that. But then it's also a mixture of when I started my entrepreneurship journey, I, 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 I had this belief of like, you know, I believe I, even to this day, I believe that no limits, you know, and you have to live life limitlessly and so it was a mixture of that it was a mixture of my passion and love for the sky it was a mixture of just having this also belief of you know just taking leaps and just how I look at things too is like especially when it comes to entrepreneurship or anything any goal you have in life I always have this image in my mind where it's like you know you're kind of like on this cliff and you have to just hop off this cliff and just build your wings on the way down you know and I think it was a quote from somewhere but I can't remember it but yeah so it was like a mixture of different things and then I remember one time I was sitting in class in 2016 this was the first year I became an entrepreneurship um came, became an entrepreneur and I remember I was like you know thinking about like how can I brand myself and whatever and I remember I was sitting there and it literally just like fell in my lap like my spirit just spoke to me and said fly with me <laughs> and the, the writing the way the way it's spelled everything literally just popped into my head out of nowhere and I remember I gasped in class and everyone just looked at me and I'm like and I had to write it down and they're like what and I'm like nothing <laughs> and then, yeah that's literally just how it happened I was just so happy so ever since then yeah you know that's I just know that's what it is so yeah those are some of the best ones where they just kind of come to you and it's so unique and right. <laughs> has such a meaning behind it because you can break it down mm -hmm. into a couple of different words and a couple different meanings. So I think it's really mm -hmm. cool. Thank you. So when you said that you've written two books, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. What's the other book? So the first book I wrote in, I self-published in 2014, that one was called Stage, Real People, Real Problems, Real Lives. The only reason, so it was good, like, you know, um, the only reason I took it off, I guess, off the shelves, off the publication industry, just because for me, when I wrote it, I was very, very young. I was like 20, 21, 22. It's just, it's just more of like a personal creator kind of thing where I'm just like, yeah, you know, it was a good book, but <laughs> I don't really want it out there anymore. <laughs> so whoever has it, has it, and that's it. So yeah, so that's why I was more happy because I, like, I gained more knowledge, right? I didn't know what I was doing when I first published that first book. Um, I had no idea what I was doing when it came to anything, honestly, the writing, the structure, the, the cover, all that. And so like in a way I was happy with it, but I wasn't that happy with it. And so it was just more like, just like a, yeah, just a personal thing why I took it off the shelves. But um, yeah, so that's, that's what it was. You know what I love about that so much is we talk about giving yourself permission to change mm -hmm. and to acknowledge that you're not the same person that you were before mm -hmm. and like shedding some of those things that don't serve you anymore, even if it's a physical exactly. thing, like a book mm -hmm. that you've had before. Mm -hmm. Like so many people would have such a hard time letting go of something that you put your blood, sweat, and tears into to publish but mm -hmm. when you say this doesn't represent me anymore it takes a mm -hmm. lot of power to to pull that back yeah for sure and I think that's what's so key like everyone needs to learn how to step into their power more right because that's how you make solid decisions and that's how you make decisions that you know um that best suit you you know and I feel like just like you said like earlier we we're all we've all kind of been programmed to just overthink or procrastinate or worry about what other people think and so like you know that those type of things are so key to kind of to overcome you know because those can make you feel stuck you know they can make you 
feel stagnant. They can make you not, you know, be prog- um, progressive. And so I feel like, yeah, like it's so important to step into your own power, especially when it comes to anything in life. But yeah, when it comes to stuff like that, you have to do what's best for you at the end of the day. So as you started your entrepreneurial journey, did you start in the coaching and speaking field or did you start somewhere else? Oh yeah, no, I started somewhere else. It's funny because (laughs) I actually was doing public speaking and then workshops before I became an entrepreneur, but it was more like um, uh, uh, a spontaneous thing, kind of, you know, it was more like people just heard about me or heard my story and they wanted me to be a part of their event or whatnot. And so that started, I would say maybe 24. 2013 actually and so yeah even then I still wasn't really taking it seriously I didn't at that time I didn't really feel like that was a part of my purpose I just thought like okay just writing kind of thing and so um but I still did have a love for business I always had a love for entrepreneurship um but more so I was actually kind of forced into entrepreneurship in a way because 2015 was I always like to say well today it was my worst year ever um you know I I got fired from a cleaning job I had one day before my birthday in April oh, no. and then I know right what was a blessing though when you think about it but yeah so um after that the whole 2015 like it just went downhill you know and I was really really stuck and then so it wasn't until again you know I kind of had like a 2012 moment where I'm like no I really want to change I really want to change my life kind of thing and so I started to make some internal changes and then I remember one time I'm like okay how can I actually change my financial life and so again my spirit just spoke to me and said start a business and then so um I had no idea what business to start, but then I'm like, okay, let me kind of like go through my archive of, you know, credentials or experience and skills and see what I can do. And then I remember um, I've actually taken a program. I think it was 2011 or 2012. I had taken a program with like one of um one of the top marketing agencies at the time in Toronto. And so she offered like this, this social media program to become like a social media manager. And then you got like a certificate after, and then you got to work with a, a brand. And so I got to work with a five-star restaurant and I completely forgot about that until, you know, my spirit told me to start a business. So I'm like, Oh, okay, well, you know, I have the skills and experience and I might as well do that. So in 2016, um, it was kind of strange, but a, a day right before my birthday, <laughs> I actually started the social media business. And then, um, yeah, so it was like a social media agency. So pretty straightforward, you know, it's just helping small to medium businesses market and manage themselves online. And so I was doing that up until early last year, 2019. And then, yeah, I decided to shut that business down and then put my full focus and energy into my purpose, which is the writing, public speaking, workshop facilitation, et cetera. You know, the most important thing that I want to highlight in what you just said is that nobody has this figured out when they start. And that's what I love (laughs) about your story so much is you're like, I don't know what I was going to do, but something told me just to act. And Mm -hmm. so many times people from the outside are like, I got to have it all together. And I wish Mm. that they knew that nobody knows what the hell they're doing when they start this process. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, you know, and that's, that's why, and that's why how I look at it. It's like what I said earlier about the, the vision of like, you know, hopping off a cliff and kind of just building your wings on the way down. That's really just what, entrepreneurship is or like going into any type of goal you kind of just have to take that risk or take that chance or take that leap and just you know pray that you know on the way down you're going to be building your wings but again it's like you said that's key the phrase what you said you know taking action that's what like is most important we all have to understand that no matter what you just got to take action and things will fall into place Absolutely. So one of the things that I love about your website and um, your branding material is 
you, and this is one of the things that stuck out at me the most is that you brand yourself as a millennial mindset and entrepreneur coach. Can you talk about Mm -hmm. the millennial mindset part of that? Yes. Yes. So well, we know like for those in business or entrepreneurship, you know how important one, you know, niching down is. So that's where that really came from was a niching down. But then really I chose millennial one because I am a millennial. And so I know how we think. I know what's kind of going on in my generation. You know, um, I'm talking to these millennial entrepreneurs. I'm seeing, you know, I'm listening to what they're saying. I'm seeing a lot of them quit the journey of entrepreneurship because of certain things. And so that's why I decided to take that love of business entrepreneurship and that love of like wellness and combine them together because I'm like, you know, people aren't realizing that to get into this journey or to not even get into the journey, but to last on this journey of entrepreneurship and business, it really comes down to how you take care of yourself, you know, and really comes down to your internal being, your internal power and really having like a strong mindset, you know, uh, uh, having strong emotions, you know, and just having a strong spiritual connection. And I realized that for myself as an entrepreneur, but then again, listening to these millennials complain about certain things. And so I'm like, you know, they, they do need this help. They do need this like understanding of, you know, how can they actually get through the journey? How can they actually overcome these problems and challenges that they face? Because in life period, we're faced with challenges and obstacles. But, you know, um, I think for some reason, and I think it really has to do with social media, especially, you know, because people always think that everyone's winning so easily, but, you know, it's not, that's not the case. And so no matter what, in life or in entrepreneurship, we're going to be faced with challenges and you just got to learn how to overcome these and how to get through them, you know? And the only way to do that is to, again, tap into your internal power. Social media is such a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. I, I like that with the recent influx of discussions about mental health and the struggles that we have as entrepreneurs and Mm -hmm. things to that effect that people are becoming more authentic on Mm -hmm. social media, but especially Mm -hmm. when it first came out, which is when the millennial generation was really growing up and being molded into who they're going to be as adults. Mm -hmm. What you saw was perfection, constant Mm -hmm. perfection. Exactly. And so I love that you mentioned that. Um, what it what do you think is one of the biggest struggles that somebody with that entrepreneurial goal but also raised in the millennial generation what do you think some of the biggest struggles that are specific to them are when it comes to their goals um it's, it's definitely procrastination because you said it perfectly like they're they're hoping for perfection right and i think a lot of us go through this especially in the beginning but you know, the ones who are entrepreneurs, especially, you know, longer than a year or two years, three years, is because they overcame that procrastination. They overcame that, you know, um, that that concept of perfection and everything has to be perfect. And so I think one of the key, one of the main things that are holding millennials back, and especially from achieving their goals, is procrastination, you know, which leads to self-doubt, which leads to, you know, fear, or, you know, which is tied to, yeah, self-doubt, fear, you know, lack of confidence, you know, all these things are just holding them back. And so, it, but I feel like it really, all those things, actually, I wouldn't say it's uh, like a one, two, three, four, I would more so say it's like a cycle, like they're all connected, they're all intertwined, you know, like if you're feeling self-doubt because you're fearful of something, you know, and this is what helps, this is what is making you procrastinate. So it's like, it's not really like a one thing. It's like a, it's like a cycle of things, you know? Yeah. And I, I like that because I think that people forget that 
procrastination is that cycle where fear is paralyzing. And when you're paralyzed, Mm -hmm. you just sit there and try to figure out ways to Mm -hmm. make yourself feel busy and then you don't Mm -hmm. accomplish anything. And then you get home at the end of the day and you feel exhausted and yet nothing got done and you've procrastinated Mm -hmm. everything that's important. And it's because you're literally paralyzed by fear and that fear can be perfection. It can be what people are going to think of you. It can be failure. Mm-hmm. It can be whatever, but it all comes back mm-hmm. to this fear of something. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Right. And like you said, it's per- like it, it cripples you. All these kind of different things cripple you, you know, fear, self-doubt, lack of confidence, like they all just cripple you. And that's why it's like, it's key to just take action. Like no matter how you feel, you kind of just have to take action and move through it, you know, not jump over or anything. You kind of have to move through it, move through the feelings. And, and that's how you, that's how you overcome it. Yeah, 100%. And I'm glad that you mentioned procrastination because that leads me into my favorite blog of yours. And I'm not going to lie, I totally stole this from my accountability (laughs) group. Can you talk about your deadline deadline game? Oh, the deadline deadline. It's almost like, let me use an example. Okay, so I have a goal of like writing a book. And so it's pretty much creating the action steps for your book. So say, uh, what's today? Uh, so, so, so let's say I want to finish my book by March 1st, for example. And so, you know, every week I want to complete something, but I'm going to hold myself accountable by placing, you know, almost like a, uh, what am I trying to say? Almost like a, a fun to it, you know? So I want to complete like 10 chapters this week. And if I don't, then, you know, I'm going to pay $50 or something, or, you know, I'm going to do this for someone, you know? And so it deadline deadline is pretty much that you know um it's pretty much just holding yourself accountable in a way where if you don't complete something you have to pay something or pay for something or pay someone right and so I think it's amazing because you know not everyone like who really wants to do that like especially if you create something where it's like a hundred dollars you're going to want to hold yourself accountable to finishing the goal rather than just giving a hundred dollars away or paying you know someone's lunch or dinner or something you know and so yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I liked that you mentioned in there, make it something realistic, make mm-hmm. it something that you can afford to pay. Like don't drive yourself into like homelessness with this, <laughs> with this stuff, but mm-hmm. make it something that's going to like hurt a little bit, but mm-hmm. also be challenging. And yeah. when I was going through some coaching stuff with my coach, mm-hmm. she, um, was struggling with something and she actually wrote a check and gave it to somebody and the check was written written out to her like absolutely hated nonprofit, like a nonprofit she would never support in all of her lifetime. And she was like, if I don't reach my goal, send this. And it Mm. it is, it's, it's the best motivation. Mm -hmm. And when you have an accountability partner to help you out with that, whether that's a coach or whatever you're, Mm -hmm. whatever you're using, you've got to have somebody to keep you accountable to make sure you actually follow through on losing that money. Exactly, exactly. Because yeah, I like it a like, lot. You know, yeah, you know, and I love that. I love that she chose that too, like the her like a nonprofit she does not support. Because oh, yeah. then that's really going to push you to like, no, I actually rather finish this goal than to give these people money, you know? 100%. So and she like, <laughs> she wrote that. the check and she put it in the envelope. She sealed it. She gave to somebody and she was like, on this day, if I haven't reached my my goal, mail this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that follows you around. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So let's talk about your YouTube channel for a minute. So Mm -hmm. what was, 
I know there are so many people out there who want to start a YouTube channel that are just mm -hmm. so terrified of getting behind a camera. Can mm -hmm. you talk about what that was like for you and how you worked through that? Mm -hmm. um, once it's on YouTube, it's there forever and kind of how you <laughs> yeah. went through that mindset. Um, well, I think for me, it's a little different just because I actually enjoy being on camera. So I actually love, you know, I, I actually love being on camera, being in front of the camera. Um, so for me, it, I didn't really have to overcome anything to be honest. It was like, I was really comfortable with it. Um, I love speaking, you know, again, I love public speaking. I love speaking to people. I love helping people. And so I guess really it's about shifting your perspective, I would say. So it's like, if you are thinking of going on YouTube, but like maybe you're not a video person, there's different ways too you can you know create a youtube channel there's a lot of people who just use their voice um without showing their face you know all these different ways you can do it but if you are someone who wants to overcome that fear of like showing your face and being visible i would say just shift your perspective so see so for me it's like okay i'm going on this video because i love to help people you know and so i'm going to share this information that i have because i want someone to benefit from it and so it's just how you look at it you know so i always say like shifting your perspective about certain things can really help you to overcome um a lot of things you know it can really help you to like, again stop the procrastination so i would say to start there just try to like shift your perspective and then again just take action and just do it just upload one video and then once you do the one video you'll see how like oh wow you know you're going to feel even more calmer after that absolutely like just start going right and do it exactly. um exactly my podcasting coach used to say that the only way to not suck at something is to start. Like you will forever yeah. <laughs> suck at it if you don't start. So exactly. exactly. Um, so you've taken all of this amazing book and uh, YouTube channel and all this knowledge that you've gained through your struggles. And you have turned that into a way to help people through mm -hmm. your coaching programs. And I know that you have a few different coaching programs, and I'd like to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about those, how people mm -hmm. can work with you and what you hope to accomplish with those for entrepreneurs. Yeah, for sure. So I have, well, there's only really uh, two slash three. So the one that is um, free, it's open. So it's called, it's a monthly subscription, Entrepreneurship Energy. And so this is for my subscribers, my email subscribers. And pretty much what happens is they get a free monthly toolkit every single month. And it's all themed. So for January, we, we had, um, the January was a month of activation. This month, February is a month of passion and purpose. And so you get all these different things. You get a monthly planner a checklist, affirmation cards, uh, desktop wallpapers, iPhone wall or smartphone wallpapers, um, and I'm missing something else, and a worksheet activity for you. And it's all tailored around the theme to help you again. So like for January, it was tailored around the theme of activation to help you take action on your goals and yourself. And then this month, passion and purpose is to help you tap into your actual passions and purpose. And I just, I love it. So it's like, I just feel like, you know, there's, Again, so many different ways that you can help people. And I felt like this was like one of the ways that just felt really good to me. I'm like, why not? You know? And then so um, my other coaching programs, well, these ones are the paid ones. And so I do private one-on-one -on -one coaching. If someone just, you know, pretty straightforward wants that one-on-one -on -one coaching and that could be like a month, three months or six months. And then I actually have the group coaching, which starts today. <laughs> Later on, we have the call, um, which starts today. And so that one is more so, um, that was just a month. And then we go through the actual pillars of acknowledge, accept, align, activate, and achieve. And so, yeah, it's pretty, like, you know, it's pretty literally how like the, the names say it. So we go through and 
um, those pillars to help people really tap into their goals again and achieve their goals by the end. So by the end of the program, they'll walk out. So by the beginning of the pro program, I should say, they come in with a solid goal that we're going to work on. And then at the end of the program, they leave, you know, having that goal achieved or at least one step close to achieving that goal. So yeah, that's pretty much it. And so all oh, that, pro that coaching program is called Shifting to Success. And then again, the monthly one is called Entrepreneurship Energy. Perfect. And again, I will post your um, website in the show notes and there are links to those programs and, and your contact information and all of that. So Thank they you. can reach Thank out you. to you if they have any questions about that. Yeah, for um, sure. I'll also post your YouTube channel um, in the show notes as well so people can track you down there. Thank you. One of my absolute favorite things that you mm -hmm. talk about, because this is a podcast about being authentic with who you are and defining your own idea of success. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I love that on your bio, you talk about shifting into a state of internal success. Can you talk yeah. about that um, qualification of internal success and why that's so important to you? Yeah, I think this is, I think this is so important. I honestly think it's, it's, if we're going to go in order, I think this should come before external success. And because before I get into like my own, um, I guess, personal definition or opinion, when you look at a lot of successful people, you know, who, who aren't internally successful, so who aren't internally, you know, um, balanced, who aren't balanced within their mind, their body, and their spirit, and you see them get to this plateau, but then you see them fall at just as quickly, and that's because they're not internally balanced or internally successful, and so that's why I feel like, yeah, of course, you can be externally successful, you can be rich, you can be you know, you can be successful, you can achieve your goals and whatnot. But like, if you're not feeling good on the inside, then what's the point? You know, it's really like they say health is wealth and wealth is health. And so um, I really feel like, yeah, internal success is, is, is very key. And so for me, my definition of that is like, being balanced in your mind, body and spirit. And so you know, being in control of your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, and your habits in a way where it is actually supporting you, in a way where it's actually uplifting you, in a way where, you know, it's leading you to achieve optimal well-being, you know, because like who doesn't want to be happy, who doesn't want to be healthy, who doesn't want to be really comfortable in life, you know, and I feel like people are looking more so as at the external, like, oh, well, I want these materials, I want, you know, money, and I want this, which is all fine and all, but like, what about internal peace, you know, what about resilience, what about, you know, um, happiness, and all these good feelings, and all these positive emotions, and these positive energies, and so I feel like that's why I always say, like, we really can't talk about entrepreneurship without talking about your energy, because again, if you don't focus on, you know, your energy, your own internal energy, then that is why a lot of people quit on the entrepreneurship journey, or that's why a lot of them end up, you know, reaching sky, sky high, and then just falling just as quickly. And so that's why I feel like, like, no matter what, I feel like you, you, like, it's a mandatory thing to focus on your internal success first, um, or at the same time, if you will, you know, but really just no, don't neglect it, because this is what makes you you, and this is what makes you who you are, and this is what makes you, you know, um, die happy, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's so ignored from so many places. And I can tell you mm -hmm. from personal experience that mm -hmm. I think this is why um, people get to a certain point in their life and either have midlife crises or they crash and they need to have a exactly. change because exactly. they're chasing external things. And I know that that was my story. Um, mm -hmm. And we don't even realize we're doing it. It's just we're going down this path that 
we've always been told is what's going mm-hmm. to make us happy. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I really want to hit on, and I would love your input on is the fact that mm-hmm. there's this end game and there's never this ending point. Like people think I'm going to get X and then I'm going mm-hmm. to be happy and life's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. and like Whether we're talking about external or internal success, it's a never ending process mm-hmm. that never mm-hmm. ends. Exactly. Exactly. So, what I want to know, because I know for me, when I'm starting to feel out of alignment, mm-hmm. um, I have certain ways that that shows up in my life. Do you have mm-hmm. things that you've now come to notice as maybe I'm doing something that doesn't 100% resonate with me? And how do you tune into those so mm-hmm. that you can correct before you end up way off course? Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm very, I'm very in tune with myself, right? And obviously it took practice. And again, just like you said, you know, it's a never ending thing. It's a never ending process. We're always going to learn about ourselves, you know, in different ways, shapes and forms. Um, so for me, for today, what I can say is like, when I feel like, you know, I guess I'm off my game or, you know, um, I'm not in alignment with something. The number one thing that I realize is I, 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 I will eat too much. Like I stress eat kind of thing. And so, so that's my number one thing. When I, when I catch myself like craving certain things that I don't really eat or like, you know, craving to like, you know, all these different things that I know I'm not really like, like that's not my goal of like eating healthy or whatever, then I know like something's going on, you know, energetically. And so like, I'll catch myself. Um, another way is for me is like, if I get too antisocial, and so like that, those are the two key things that I realized about myself. So like, if I get too antisocial, then I know that I'm not energetically aligned as well. And so, yeah, stress eating and then antisocial, those are my two things like that, like my warning signs of, okay, hold on, let me take a pause. Let me get back to myself, you know, let me meditate, reflect, whatever the case may be so I can get back to who I am. Yeah, that's so important. And what I, what I really want everybody to take from this is that no matter how good we get at this Mm-hmm. being in tune with ourselves thing it's not like you get success and then you have it forever yeah. <laughs> you yeah. you always have to be in tune with yourself because we change mm. and you've got to exactly. make sure you're still on that same path and so i really want people to rewind this and listen to what you just said about mm-hmm. being able to constantly listen to yourself and know mm-hmm what your warning signs are and they're different for everybody. And so yeah. I love that you mentioned those so much. Yeah. hundred percent. It's very key, you know, cause like, it's like, and like you said, like we change, we constantly change. And I always say that to people, we're constantly changing, we're constantly growing or, or regressing depending on who you are. Um, and so like, now I can say like my warning signs are anti-social and stress eating, but like maybe three years ago, I remember my warning side was like me being very emotional. Right. And so that has changed. I'm not, I'm not emotional anymore, but now it's like these two different things. So yeah, it's always important to, again, acknowledge who you are, acknowledge your own warning signs, acknowledge your habits, your beliefs, your feelings, your thought processes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of answered this a little bit before, but I want to give you um, an opportunity to Um, expand on that if you want to. A question that I ask everybody that comes on this show is what is your Mm. definition of success now and how has that Mm. changed for you throughout your life? Mm. My definition of success now, it's constantly changing. Honestly, I don't think I have a defined definition. I just know what in the end for me, success is me feeling good. That's all. Like as long as I feel emotionally mentally physically spiritually socially occupationally you know environmentally good and like calm and at peace and relaxed 
then I feel successful. You know, as long as I'm proud of who I am, proud of the things I've done, um, you know, and the actions that I continue to, I guess, um, take every single day, you know, to me, that's success. Like, and then when I do externally, yeah, for sure. Like we can talk about the money and the materials and stuff like that. But, um, I would say me now is completely different from even just like three, four or five years ago, for sure. Growing up, my ideal of success was materials and cars and this and that, and, you know, living in a condo and all these different things. And, you know, although, you know, I have achieved most of these things, it's like it, that didn't, that doesn't bring me more happiness than like helping people and just being who I am, you know, like I get more thrill when I hear, you know, someone come back to me with a review and be like, Oh my gosh, bro, you know, because of this, you know, I have done this, you know, I have changed and you have changed my life or whatever. I get more thrill from that than like, you know, driving a Mercedes Benz or whatever the case may be, you know, it's a different kind of feeling. And for me, it's like, I always think I'm a deep thinker. And so I always feel like I always think about, when I die, you know, how am I going to feel, you know, or how I want to feel and how have I made other people feel? And to me, that's the most important thing. I feel like that is success because again, when you look at a lot of, I guess, um, legends, if you will, right. It's like, there's a lot of them who again have reached such a plateau, but now it's like, you know, they have left such a negative impact on people's lives that to me, that's not success. To me, that's like, that's, that's not success. But the people who leave this world with a positive impact, you know, positive uh, energy of love, like people have really learned from you and you really have impacted people in a different way. Like that is true success. So yeah, I would definitely say, I don't know how to, I guess, put in words, but I would say success is really just how you feel and how you make others, others feel at the end of the day. Yeah, I definitely agree. And that idea of, or the exercise of imagining yourself at your funeral and trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what the people around you would be saying about you Mm -hmm. and whether that's what you want to hear is so Mm -hmm. powerful. And if you're being honest with yourself when you do that exercise, it's painful too, because you're normally not in the spot you want to be. Mm -hmm. And you're realizing that you haven't made the impact you want to make yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely powerful to get you redirected on your course. A hundred percent. I, and I, every time I like, I bring up to some, some people get freaked out, but I'm like, no, like it depends on how, you know, you will let it, um, you let it um, impact you, but just use it as almost like, again, a reflection exercise. It can help you grow, you know, it can help you change what needs to be changed. Absolutely. So for me, this is kind of a chicken and an egg answers or situations. So I'm interested to know your answer. What do you <laughs> think comes first, success or fulfillment? In a way, though, they are tied, right? But it depends, again, on your definition of success. But I would say fulfillment. I think it kind of ties into what I was saying earlier of, like, as long as I feel fulfilled, you know, as long as I feel a sense of fulfillment and I have left, I guess, that energy as well, you know, when I pass, I think that's, hmm, I feel like that's success in a sense, right? So it's like they, they tie together. It's like a cycle, but it's also it's also separate. I like that question. <laughs> Something for me to reflect on as well. <laughs> but I like that. Um, but I think for now, I would say fulfillment for sure. You know, one of the things that I really like about your mission and kind of the way that you break things down is your internal and external success. And I know we've talked a lot about that, but in the idea of fulfillment, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's one of the many reasons that it's hard to 
compare those two for most people because they're trying to compare external success and fulfillment. And I don't think that external success will ever bring you fulfillment, that it's always the internal success. And I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody quite explain it like you do with the internal success and the external success. And it really hits home for me. Mm, wow, that's powerful. Thanks. So um, hope, yeah, I'm sure that the listeners of the show will take great value from that. So thank you for bringing that for bringing no, that out. No problem. Thank you. So one of the big things that we talk about on the show and one of the things that's most important to me is constantly pushing myself out of my comfort zone. If I'm staying in my comfort zone too long, I know that I'm not living my best life. Can mm. you talk about ways that you make sure that you're constantly pushing your limits to live the best life that you can and not letting fear and comfort hold you back? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, hmm, I'm very, I'm very like outgoing. So like, I'm very outgoing, very spontaneous. I don't really like to allow, like, unless I truly don't like something, you know, or don't like, I truly don't want to do it because my, like I, my energy just is not aligned with that. Um, then I just don't do it. But like, if it's something where it's like, I feel like that, I fear I'm in my comfort zone. Then yeah, like for me, I like, I practice what I preach. So I really just take action. I really just do do it you know I really like I really love Nike slogan of like just do it yeah (laughs) so you know I feel like like you just gotta do it you know so for me it's like yeah if it's something where I'm like okay I feel like you know yeah maybe in my comfort zone here or something then I'm just like you know whatever let's just push through it and do it because like what's the worst that could happen you know yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're you come from this branding background and this marketing background. And so I think it's so cool that you brought up Nike's slogan because those are the ones that always do the best. And in life, when we're branding ourselves, that simplicity of making it so simple that people have to agree with it is how we do the best that we can. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love Nike for that one. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Me too. So what I'd like to do, I think that there's been so much value on this podcast again, and I really appreciate you coming on. Um, Before we wrap it up, I would love to do a quick random round and let people get to know you a little bit better. Are you okay with that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What profession other than your own do you think would be fun to attempt? Ooh, you know what? I it's funny that you actually asked me that because today in the shower I, I was thinking about something and I've always wanted to be an inventor. And so I know I know I don't know when, but I know that I'm gonna tap into that soon. But yeah, I've always actually wanted to be an inventor. I always just have these random things popping up in my head and like problems I want to solve and so I'm like you know why not but um I do also believe like you know you kind of have to like just focus on one thing at a time you know not spread yourself too thin um but yeah I've always wanted to be an inventor and so yeah one day I will definitely tap into that that's cool if you could time travel where would you go and why oh time travel um hmm I would probably go to Dang, that's a good question. I would probably go to elementary school. I think grade eight. I think okay. um, <laughs> that's I very specific. Why. I know. Oh, <laughs> um, I just feel like I don't know as, as a because I think you know why it stuck with me is because I moved around so much as a child, and so the last school that I ended up staying at, um, you know, I really loved it. I really loved the school. I really loved the teachers. I really loved my friends and everything. And I just remember grade eight being like the most fun year ever. Um, and so if I were to ever replay anything, I guess it would be that, you know, going back to a happy moment. Love it. What personality trait has been most helpful to you in getting to where you are in your career now? 
Mm, personality trait. I would say. Hmm. Ooh, which one? Just one. I would say. Um. Hmm. I would say my compassion. I think that's like I feel like that's why I am here. You know where I am today is because I have this compassion for you know for people for the world and that's why like i just have this strong feeling like our energy or um connection to just really help people you know and i feel like yeah just my energy of like compassion and just being loving and caring um just being there for people being a supporter has really yeah it really actually got me to where i am today i think that's like one of the biggest things love it and now let's flip that coin has there been a personality <laughs> trait that's gotten you in the most trouble <laughs> yes <laughs> that was easy um my honesty <laughs> <laughs> oh man my mom like my mom my, my parents I should say my mom and my dad they raised me to be like very very honest they raised us to be very outspoken and so um that has been something I've learned over the years that like you know sometimes you just don't have to say anything and so um yeah I would definitely say my outspokenness my honesty has been you know a good and a bad thing <laughs> I love it I think honesty is always a good thing there's right. there is the I get it completely <laughs> I'm in a similar situation so um, <laughs> as far as books are concerned are you an audiobook listener or do you like to have the physical book in your hand oh physical I'm a super like library I love to feel the books like flip through the pages I'm a very old school I love to smell the books kind of thing Perfect. Me too. And I'm a highlighter to a fault. So I almost yeah, feel right? bad. Like I'm like degrading books. Um, I feel like <laughs> my like fourth grade teacher is going to be looking over my shoulder, like beating me up for like degrading books. Um, oh, if you could gift one book that you think would um, improve somebody's life, what would it be? Ooh. Oh man. There's so many, but I would have to say the alchemist. Ooh. The Alchemist. It's funny because even though the first self-help book is what changed my life, The Alchemist was, was just, it's just different. And I feel like that one really helps people tap into, you know, their spiritual um, connection and really help them understand, I guess I would say, kind of how the universe works, you know, in a sense. And so I would say The Alchemist for sure. Like that's one of my top three. So cool. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a music nerd. So I mm -hmm. always have to ask people what song pumps you up right now? What are you listening to? Oh my gosh. Um, honestly, it's Malcolm Moore featuring, I think it's Skylar Gray, Glorious. I okay. love that song. I love that song. I just feel like it's just so deep and it's just perfect, especially like if you're going through something in life where if you're like, you know, you experience a hurt or obstacle or something, you play that song. It's like, you know, you got, she says, you got another chance to face another day. I just feel like it's so powerful. I love that song. Love it. I'm going to have to check it out. I just did a podcast episode on my top 10 favorite songs in my motivation mix. And I didn't realize how hard that question is to answer until I tried to narrow it down to 10. And then I asked my <laughs> guest to narrow it down to one. So mm -hmm. good job on um, tackling that obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a morning routine and if so can you tell us a little bit about about what you do oh yeah for sure um I feel like it's so key to have a, a routine whether it's morning or night but I feel like morning is the most important to feel that like that's the first thing you do when you wake up and so when I first wake up glasses of water one or two glasses of water is key meditation 
prayer, gratitude, expressing gratitude. And I do this thing where it's like um, sending out energy of love to people, places, things, uh, whatever I'm working on. Um, it's just like really sitting there and just closing your eyes and then like imagining anything you're going to do throughout the day, anyone you're going to see throughout the day and just sending them love ahead of time. I feel like that has changed my life changed my life in a, in a huge way and also like just my regular you know wash shower and all that kind of stuff and then I kind of just have breakfast you know always make sure I have a smoothie or something like that and then I just get into work awesome and mm-hmm. where is the best place for people to track you down if they want to connect with you Oh, definitely social media. So Instagram is my place to be. <laughs> so you can follow me at Brooke, right? Um, and then also if any Pinterest lovers on Pinterest um, at Miss Brooke, right? Facebook, Miss Brooke, right? Twitter, Brooke, right? And then my oh LinkedIn, if you want to connect on LinkedIn, I'm at Brooke, right? And then of course my website, which is flywithme.com. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I think that you've dropped so much value and I'm super excited to release this for the listeners. And I really appreciate you spending some time with us. No, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.